0: This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele.
1: Hi, and welcome to Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. I'm Jimmy Zuma in Washington,
2: and I'm Victoria Steele, Senator Steele, in Tucson, Arizona.
1: How are you, Victoria?
2: I am nice and warm. I was (laughs) driving around yesterday, and the little temperature gauge on my car said
1: 110 degrees. That's hot.
2: Good to be in the (laughs) desert. This
1: story is also hot. We want to talk about today. Yes, Um, you know Alex Acosta. quit his job as Secretary of Labor last week. He's about the 20th number one or number two agency official to quit during the Trump administration in two short years, uh, which is a record. For, They're just hemorrhaging people. That's right. Another one bites the dust is what I always yes. hear. And I always hear that music in my head when this happens. Uh, <laughs> Alex was a particularly um, unqualified for his job. Yeah. Yeah, Acosta was particularly unqualified for his job and has a really sordid history around it. You know, the Department of Labor is in charge of workplace rules to prevent sexual harassment. Um, And that, of course, winds back to another big story of last week, um, Jeffrey Epstein. And to see how this all fits together and what led to um, Alex Acosta's quitting or getting fired uh, scenario last week, you really have to go back to uh, the 1970s. It all began in the 1970s when William Barr's father hired Jeffrey Epstein with no educational qualifications to be a teacher at the prestigious Dalton School in uh, New York City, a prep school in New York City. He had um, been brought in to bring order to the school, so I guess he thought the best way to do that was to bring in Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, no who credentials. Had no
2: credentials. And he was in his twenties, early twenties, just barely older than the students he was. And people thought he was creepy even then.
1: He only lasted a short period of time there because oh, yeah. of the way he um, was kind of uh, seen pressing the, you know, breaking the boundaries of uh, student-teacher relationships with the female students. So,
2: and back then. That was hard to do because we're talking in yeah. the late 70s. And, you know, to push the boundaries in the late 70s, I remember what
1: it was like right. being
2: in high school in those days. And pretty much anything went. So for him to be seen right. as, it was oh the 70s. God, he was over right. the
1: top. For him to be creeping people big, out, he had to be yeah, pretty over the top. You. That's exactly right. Yep. He didn't last long there. He yep. got fired and then he got into... A finance and, you know, made his billions of dollars, um, in investments. Um, and then we forward to now remember creep in the seventies. And then we forward to, uh, 2007, he is arrested in Florida for, um, child, um, prostitution and for, for, uh, child abuse and for, um, procuring he and his four um, associates for procuring children for sexual acts. So buying them, right? Hiring them, right? Hiring them and then further abusing them. Hiring them to do massages.
2: Now this is it's, Epstein. Started
1: out. We're Epstein. We're, we're still on Epstein. We will get back to Acosta, but it's a long circular route. Oh, I know. But Acosta's relationship with Epstein started in Florida because Acosta was the um, U.S. District Attorney there for that region in Florida. And that was the first connection that they had. So here's what happened in that case. There were 45 victims in that case, 45 known victims. The FBI was continuing to uh, investigate the case. Um, The state's attorney of uh, Florida was continuing to investigate the case. And Alex Acosta was the federal representative on the case. Um, And one day in 2008, uh, Acosta announced that he had made a plea deal with Jeffrey Epstein. This came as a complete surprise to the FBI, to the Florida state's attorney, and to the victims who had never been notified that a plea deal was in the works. And that's actually against the law. Right. That's illegal. They have a right to be notified that a plea deal is, is in the works and they have a right to, you know, give their views on it. So, so Acosta just announces that this plea deal was made and, you know, people think it's, it's, it's it's not quite right, but they don't really realize how wrong it is. And as a part of this plea deal, he pleaded guilty. He served a year in um, a jail. But in, during that time, he was able to leave every day, every six day. Days a week, to go do his quote-unquote business.
2: And he was allowed to go out and have lunch. Right.
1: Go to his house. What a jail. Where the crimes so. occurred, you know go snooping around the park for young girls, whatever, you know, he could do whatever he wanted, which is really not the kind of jail time that normal sexual predators do, but it was part of this plea agreement that he could do that six days a week. He would have to register as a sex offender, but he would be out of jail in less than a year. And, um, but the interest, the most interesting thing about the plea deal is it not only gave immunity from further prosecution to Epstein, but it also gave immunity to his four uh, procurers, people that work for him that he had hired to to collect young girls for him to abuse. But the most intriguing thing about it is it gave immunity to any other person who may be um, caught up in the investigation as a potential perpetrator. And that's really a story of the small world that exists in... Um, In the elite communities, the communities, you know, whether it's Manhattan in New York City or whether whether it's Palm Beach in Florida where this happened or whether it's Washington, D.C., where Alex Acosta left his post last week. Um, It's so strange that it has that provision in there that these unnamed, assumedly rich men, because it was basically rich men that came to his parties. Donald Trump was one of them. And you know, small world, all these intersections. Bill Barr's father, Jeffrey Epstein, Donald Trump, Alex Acosta. Okay, talk a little bit about how Donald Trump is is included in this story. Yes, Donald Trump is um, was known to um, frequent the parties that Jeffrey Epstein had, and we know that Donald Trump was at the same parties as some of these girls were. You know, Epstein would offer them to his friends for them to rape. And some of
2: these parties were described by the victims as being orgies.
1: Orgies. Now, we have no direct knowledge that Trump participated in that, or that uh, Trump was a a rapist at that time, in that occasion. But we do know that he was there in the same places that these girls were. And many other, you know, Palm Beach uh, social, uh, high social men. You know, Palm Beach is a as a community of rich people uh, surrounded by Palm Beach County, which is a community of poor people. But the rich guys get together and they go to parties. And Epstein was a a notable party giver in that time. And everybody kind of knew he was dirty. You know, he he always seemed to get away with what he was doing because of who he knew, I think. And And because
2: of how much money he had. Epstein was, um, he hired a dream team of attorneys for those first cases. Right. And and they played dirty. They played right. real dirty. They um, would. He'd hire in investigators to private uh, private to sit out in front of the victims, the alleged victims' homes. Um, he to intimidate them. To intimidate them. He was it wasn't
1: to surveil them. It was to intimidate
2: them. Right. Right. And you know, the, the guy um, was
1: there to make it known that he was there and scare them.
2: Right. And the FBI reports show tons of cases where the victims in these, um, these cases, the alleged victims were afraid to come forward for many reasons. One of the reasons were because they didn't want to hurt him. They actually liked him. This is part of that grooming where you can, you can get people to do you know, unspeakable things by befriending them and and giving them money and right. making them feel safe and secure, but they knew better than to cross him. And you know, one one of the people that has has come out against him, um, initially, she is now living in Australia and refuses to talk about this with anybody. And people are scared of. Right what he
1: can do and his money. And what he has done. They don't want to relive what, relive what he has done. Yes. So yes. I bet you're wondering how all this has, circles back to Alex Acosta, but just hang on. We're going to get there. Okay.
2: Jimmy's going <laughs> to so continue the, the bedtime deal. story. <laughs> right.
1: He, 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 we, he got the sweetheart deal from Alex Acosta that not only gave him immunity from further charges, but gave everybody who was caught immunity from further charges and gave everybody who wasn't caught yet immunity from further charges. I've never seen anything like that in a plea deal before.
2: And not only did it do those things, which is awful, but it took charges that would have put him in federal penitentiary for the rest of his life without any sweetheart deals at all for child rape.
1: Right. And now- Multiple serial child rape. He is the right. serial killer of rapists.
2: So what it did was, it 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 took away child rape, and and just talked about it being prostitution, which makes it look like the the people that he was raping were um, adults and, right. and consenting. I mean, this guy
1: makes R. Kelly look like an amateur.
2: Yeah. Yeah, seriously, you know, another
1: another prolific serial rapist. Yeah, uh, it seems, and we will see. You know, he's he's going to get a trial, so we'll see what happens with him. Jeffrey Epstein is already convicted of these sexual crimes, uh, even if he didn't serve the punishment that he should have. Right, I'm comfortable calling him a sexual predator, so he's free to do that. He's free to continue doing that, and apparently, that's what he does. He continues to live the lifestyle he has lived. Um, up until this year. And this year, um, the district attorney in New York, now the the Florida plea agreement only applied to the Florida district, the federal district in Florida. The New York district was not bound by that plea agreement. So just last week- And can I just interrupt you for just a minute, Jimmy, because a little
2: earlier, you had just said that the plea agreement- um, made special provisions that the investigators could never go after certain people or certain suspected people, and that right. that is highly unusual. We could Talk about right. that just a little bit more, because yeah. that's really key here.
1: Well, it is key, because we don't know the involvement of these um, unnamed co-conspirators, co-rapists. We don't know who they are we know there's somebody in palm beach society somebody who went to his parties but we don't know who they are and people who recruited the girls right and the people who recruited the girls also got immunity there were four of them that worked for um jeffrey epstein and, that were his procurers and these and some are of young girls just yeah. barely pubescent right girls in braces that's right. what we, that's the image you should have in your head of yes. children in braces um agreeing to give um, Mr. Epstein a massage and him taking it further. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, often how sexual predators do it. They, they um, start with something that's naughty, but feels like not that far a stretch for a teenager. And then they turn it into something awful and that teenager doesn't want anybody to know it. And that's how it continues. That's how it continues. He, you know, he might have said, "If you tell, I'll tell, and you'll right. be embarrassed, and it'll hurt you so so again, back to you know last week, the assistant u s attorney in New York filed charges against Jeffrey Epstein for basically doing the same things, so and the two charges that were filed were trafficking and conspiracy to traffic uh, underage girls for sexual purposes
2: right
1: only two charges yet, but again. This looks like a case where we might have up to 50 victims. There might have been up to 50 children that he raped. I don't know if he's still you know, offering them to his friends for rape. Will, that will come out in the trial. I suspect there will be additional charges. And the most interesting thing about the case in New York is it's not brought by the sex crimes division of the uh, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office. It's brought by the public corruption division. Those are the people who investigate Public officials who have committed crimes.
2: That's right. And this, he, um, Epstein apparently paid $350,000 to influence people who could One be considered co-conspirators, yeah. co conspirators, right. co, you know, this. Why is he doing that? And and why is this right. not tried in the sex crimes division, but it's tried in the public, in the public corruption.
1: corruption division? And, you know, there are only two public officials that we know of who are directly associated with, well, three, actually, there are only three. One's Bill Barr. He's not going to get, um, you know, the justice department is not going to go after the, uh, um, the U S, uh, attorney. They're not going to go after, um, Probably Donald Trump, who was also associated with these, although that could be the direction they're going in. The New York Attorney's Office uh, is relentless, and they're known for bringing big cases. Um, But the third person, or the the third person is Alex Acosta. So that started up the scandal again, and people began to look at that plea deal that he made. And there are no laymen. Laypersons who can make sense of it, but there are also no lawyers or judges who can make sense of it. And every, every expert who's looked at it says, this thing is just not right. This is not how it's done. We don't make plea agreements that exonerate other people. And we certainly don't make plea agreements that exonerate Other mysterious people like anybody else in the world.
2: And in February of this year, a federal judge ruled that he had broken the law when he negotiated that plea deal. The way that he broke the law was that he did not notify the underage victims Mm -hmm. of the plea deal.
1: And that might mean that the New York attorney's office has a legitimate case to make that they can also prosecute the Florida crimes. But that'll be secondary to what happens with the New York crimes. Apparently, there were just as many young girls, children being brought to his mansion. You know, he had two employees this time who were job were to procure women and bring them into his mansion. Um, This guy also uh, tried to pick up a young girl at uh, at Mar-a-Lago Trump's club. And in 2002, Trump said, uh, you know, he's really my kind of guy. He likes the pretty women, and most of them are very young. He's a lot of fun to be with. So that's yeah. what Trump's. <laughs> a great guy. <laughs> yeah, just like
2: buddy. me, we've got so much in common, you know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and no, Epstein, You had been talking about.
1: You know, let me just say, an Epstein at some point said, I want to start a modeling agency like Trump's got to yeah. some of his friends. Yeah. So this is not a casual acquaintance
2: and and we we had just you've been calling um you've been using the term that Epst- that acosta was fired um and i was under the impression that he was that he'd resigned and you're saying right. fired
1: and uh it's, it's not it's not technically accurate technically he did resign um but in the context of the whole situation he he was offered the opportunity to resign
2: right and even <laughs> trump is crisis. now backing off of of the epstein connection
1: yeah he says oh I, you know i fell out with him 15 years ago i didn't really like the guy which of course is you know horse patooey I smell um, but, some horse but yeah, patooey. alex acosta i will tell you uh officially resigned his post and that's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. But unofficially, I will tell you, it, this was a typical Washington, D.C. firing. It wasn't mm-hmm. Trump tweeting that, you know, about some guy who was left in another town. It wasn't a typical Trump firing, but it was a t- typical Washington firing where the president comes out and says, oh, I'm really sorry to, you know, see him go. I try to talk him out of it. That all That all gets negotiated in the separation agreement by the way. <laughs> um, the only thing that was missing from this is Acosta is, uh, didn't say he wanted to go home to spend more time with his friends. Now, this, of course, was after he gave a press conference that was a complete failure where he tried to blame everybody else. I don't know if you remember this, but he gave a press conference where he said um, the state's attorney in Florida had run this case and he got the best deal he could get given what the state's attorney was saying. The retired state's attorney, the very next day, uh, put out a statement to say, basically, he's lying. Everything he said was a lie. He said he misremembers, but then at the end of it, he said, I'm not going to let him rewrite history.
2: Oh, very interesting. Very <laughs> so it's interesting. very
1: polite language, but yeah. Yeah. You know, the okay. fact that he said, I'm not going to let him rewrite history is You can draw your own conclusion from that. So, So then we come up to, he gives this speech. He says it's everybody else's fault. And within three days, he's quote unquote resigning. And that's where we are today. Now, we don't know where Bill Barr is in this. We know Bill Barr has recused himself. The attorney general has recused himself from every other case involving Epstein in the history of the Justice Department. He was around for the last one. Um, he was around for a few other case, Eps- cases. Epstein was involved in, and every time he recused himself because of his personal relationship—his father hiring the guy to teach at the school and them being acquaintances. Mm-hmm. This time, he said he will not recuse himself. That's interesting. Yes, it's different from how he handled his uh, his uh, appropriate caution in the past.
2: I want to. I, I want to just point out how this. Um, this is actually not a story about Acosta. This is not a right. story about Epstein. And it's not even a story about Trump. This is a story about how white, well, not even white, but how wealthy men, extremely wealthy men have been able to get away with doing things to women. And not even getting a slap on the hand. And when women speak up and say, "Hey, this is happening to me," they—the the last woman to make um, a, a, a an accusation of rape against Trump, like there are more, yeah. <laughs> E. Jean <laughs> Carroll, she right. is now facing death threats.
1: Right. And that always is, happens,
2: right? Um, this is this is this is this is about that the hashtag Me Too movement. That right. we're, we're not allowing that to be. Um, we're not taking it anymore,
1: right? The we're, Manhattan Palm Beach stops. connection is a very small group of people, and they've been able to just run roughshod over the, you know, the government and the country through their money and power, and through their political gifts and through their bribes. And through their uh, ability to influence men like Alice, Alex Acosta to do their bidding, mm-hmm. and that's what happened in this prior plea agreement. This was the pl- prior cl- plea. This was the plea <laughs> agreement that the Palm Beach elite wanted. Right, they would have wanted it either way because you know, tarnish one of us, you tarnish all of us. That's right. Break the break the chain of our you know luster. Break our luster. It hurts Mm -hmm. all of us. And that's that's why they band together whenever these things happen. Even if the acts are particularly heinous, these are as bad as, you know, Epstein's stuff is as bad as you can get.
2: Well, we are nearing the end of our time today. This is, this is our first show and I'm really excited because this is a hot topic. I'm really enjoying this. So what, what else do we know about this? I'm, this is the, as you have said off air, if as it were, that, This is not the beginning of this story. This is not the end of this story. Right. This is the middle of the story.
1: There's another shoe to drop, and that's why this is being investigated by the, the Public Corruption Division of the Federal Attorney's Office. And that's what you should keep an eye on. They are trying to flip Epstein and get him to give them information on some public official. And we want to know who that public official is. We want to know what they did. And uh, we want them held accountable. And that's what that's what really needs to happen here.
2: And you know, the they moxie the arrogance that Epstein has shown during this entire thing, um, is still there in full force. He, you know, just, just after news of this was starting to come out, he paid $350,000 to, um, possible co-conspirators to Mm -hmm. silence them, I'm sure. And he, um, is... Asking a federal judge to let him out of jail again, <laughs> um, offering to you know it's a it's pretty good offer here. He's going <laughs> to offer to ground his private jet, and he'll right. await his trial inside of his seventy-seven million dollar Manhattan townhouse. You right, know, that's that's quite a quite a deal. He can he can offer that, yeah.
1: Which is the place where he committed these crimes Mm -hmm. and the place where thousands of photographs of criminal activity by him were found Mm
2: -hmm.
1: on the same day he was arrested. Mm -hmm. This guy's dirty, dirty. The question is, who else is dirty, dirty?
2: That's right. That's why we say this is the middle of the story.
1: My money's on Alex Acosta, but it's up to you to decide who you think will be the next shoe to drop in this story. We hope that you'll uh, join us again. I promise that uh, our next show will be less complicated than this sordid tale of of rich <laughs> men and deceit. And we'll do our best. Don't make that promise. Do our to make sure <laughs> these people are held accountable.
2: Yes. And I am. I'm really happy to be doing this this podcast with you, Jimmy. I think we're going to get a lot of information out there. And and as you said in the very beginning, this podcast is to give you information so that you can talk about these pieces the this information with um if you can come away feeling more informed and you have your own talking points that are are well-based in fact and that's that's the whole point of why we're doing this
1: and if you have questions, be sure to email us. I'm Jimmy at waitwhat.media. Uh, Victoria's ad- email address is victoria at waitwhat.media. If you have a news tip you'd like us to follow on, um, up on, uh, it's tipline at waitwhat.media, and our team will look into it, and we'll see what we can uh, bring back for you. Till then, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like us. Make sure you tell our friends about us and click on the next episode.
2: Well, I like you, Jimmy. I like you too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not what you meant.
1: (laughs) That's not a click.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) Darn. Okay. So click on
1: the next episode. Victoria and I will be back next time. And we love talking with you.
0: Well, that's it for today's show. If you find yourself saying, wait, what? Don't worry. We'll be back next week. Subscribe to Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steel on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media and try out our quick takes. So here's the thing, commentary from Victoria Steele and the ZOP, topical explainers from Jimmy Zuma. I'm Monica Price.